Wow, it's got that last episode's got 9.9 on IMDb. Not that IMDb is anything to go on for TV, but that's still a lot. Like in terms of gauging fan response, it literally it's IMDb is useless for anything that isn't big budget films. Well, anything that isn't film, I'd say. But yeah. Well, but yeah, but like small scale films have like skewed statistics from like weird niche fan bases and weird critical acclaim that doesn't really work with the with the you know the whole model. Anyway, th- this doesn't matter. Yeah, but even then, like <laughs> the fact that Infinity War is in the top hundred films on IMDb is insane. Like it should be that in the is top reflective 500. of people, though. To be fair. Yeah, yeah, sure. And like, whereas the Mandalorian, it's with TV, it's a bit different. But we'll find out. Because TV requires you to have got invested. You know, in order to rate it, really, you've if you're rating a TV show, it's either because you hate it and you've seen one episode, or because you've seen the whole thing and you think it's great. Especially for a show like The Mandalorian. So yes, yeah, so it's not good for IMDb. Anyway, carry so on. This yes. the, the show is sort of it's like it's like its first season was it acting, you know, on its best behavior for the interview, and then series two was like as soon as it got the job, it's yeah, like right now you can just, just go mental and steal loads yeah. of stationery and you know. That's literally yeah, that's a, <laughs> it's, a it's just like, yeah, I'll take all these other characters from everything. I'll abuse my power massively and just make a massive, yeah, yeah. congealing, arse-faced insanity that's technically, fan- well, it's half fantastic and half perplexing. So we're going to try and get to the bottom of well, it. Yeah, let's let's do that. Um, I So one of the main things on a surface level that has been, I have described to people as being what is different between series one and series two. Series one feels like a TV show, and series two feels like a Star Wars movie. That's what really feels different to me. Yeah, like series well, two felt the budget. The budget of series two felt higher. Um, oh, it was and just the scale. Yeah. The scale, like obviously, the way the series ends. Yeah, like it's like by that point we're in Star Wars movie territory. Yeah. Really. I don't think like, I don't think that last episode really... necessarily entirely convinces us of a big budget, but it is definitely in scale bigger. Uh, no, no, no. But in scale, yeah, it, feel, it feels like this is really important. Oh, I see. Whereas yes, like Series well. 1 felt like a small little story. That's the difference. If I say that, it feels like it still feels like a small story in the grand scheme of I things. disagree. I think it is trying, this series, it has been trying to make itself more important and more, you know, let's say vital in the canon of Star Wars as a whole, which was something... Sure. That... Oh, oh, I mean, it is. It yeah, is, yeah. yeah. Which but it is. was. And that's that's... You've got to allow it to do that. I mean, why not? Why, if you were the creators, you you might. Well, there are many reasons that. why not, and we we ex- we specifically expressed concerns that they might do that when we when we talked about the uh, the series one because. But I don't think I think for the main part they haven't done it in a way that is bad. No, I agree because like, the characters still feel developed and it still feels relatively okay. Despite feeling big, it also feels very focused. And kind of small scale. No, it feels this does still feel conceivably like a small story that's happening along with loads of other small stories that they're going to explore in loads of other TV shows that they've just announced. Okay, I, I you, sort you, you know sort of. So this feels like watching The Empire Strikes Back and only watching it from I don't know from like uh, that's, that's not a good example. No, it's it. the best way to this think feels, of it. Is it this feels, it's a very large story know. being told in very localized chunks, which I which I agree with. However, the, yeah. because of the just the natural format of TV, that does mean, and the thing, I, the main thing I want to get to the bottom of, basically in this, is do did they overstretch themselves a little bit in series two, or did they not? Because okay. that is that was the biggest concern we had at well, the end of the first series, where we praised yeah. the start. show entirely for being pretty much entirely its own story with basically no overlap 
in in other storylines yeah. from even other spin-offs until the very end when Moff Gideon turned up until which the, was something that I I had Dark Saber, which was something yeah. I back then said I wish he hadn't turned up in the finale I wish he'd turned up in series 2 which I kind of still stand by but it was it wasn't a, it wasn't really a biggie no, no, no um so yeah cuz yeah cuz you wanted to see more of the works of her hers and I'll go over yeah i wanted i wanted the story to conclude yeah. itself with the villain and the themes that it had set up which it did yeah, mostly. It just it crammed in something which it didn't need to. So I want to straight up ask you: Do you prefer series one or two? I do. Pre- I do prefer series two. Okay, good. It, right, well, not good. I mean, I I definitely prefer. It series is two. more entertaining uh, in, in the very least. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. This is the thing. Like, even uh, if you know, I don't know where we're going to go with agreeing or disagreeing with what they actually did, but it, for entertainment factor, the things with series one, even though I really liked it. I said this on the last podcast, sometimes I found the pacing a bit, like it went off a bit sometimes, and I found some episodes a bit more boring in places, whereas literally there's probably been only one episode this series where I got a little bored, and literally every other episode I was thoroughly entertained, and the last four episodes, well, especially episode five, six, and eight, um, I was absolutely entertained uh, to the to the state of, I felt like I was uh, like... In in the cinema watching Revenge of the Sith, like I really felt seriously entertained. <laughs> yeah, you know I... what I mean. Like it, it was like proper, like you know, Star Wars fan moments, basically. And you know, but ha- I think with Ahsoka, definitely handled well. Yeah, oof. yeah, Boba 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 Fett particularly, I think they handled really well. They didn't overdo. Oh it, no, Boba honest. Fett was handled excellently, and it was it was something that they had teased in the first series and. I think we'd said specifically that we would only accept them bringing him back if they integrated him into the, into the story well. I think we can pretty confidently yeah, yeah. say that they uh, did. They did. They did. And um, the post credit sequence suggests that he's going to be an even bigger deal in the next series. Well, he's going to be or his own. He's be... going to be his own or... show. I I doubt he's going to be involved in the Mandalorian. Is that what yeah, you're because yeah, I mean, because they had years and years ago, they'd said there was going to be a Boba Fett spin-off show, didn't they? And then that became the Mandalorian. Yeah, because they everyone yeah. thought, oh, okay, they're doing something different with it, and it's like, oh no, he's in that. Okay, so this is just basically the Mandalorian has just you know been successful and allowed them to make Boba Fett as well. But the reason he, pro- yeah. he probably won't be involved is because in the final episode he expressed pretty clearly that he has no interest in the um, reclaiming of Mandalore, and he's literally only interested in just becoming the leader yeah. of the newest crime syndicate. That is presumably uh, the whole um, reclaiming Mandalore is presumably what the next series is going to well, be all about, and I don't even know. I do you even think Grogu? Will it be fucking back? better be. I'll tell you that because well, you think it, yeah because what what better be better, what? I don't think Grogu will come. No, either. they're going to go two ways. E- either um, Mando will end up missing Grogu and go and visit him on Yavin Four with Luke, <laughs> or um, is that where Luke or goes? It's going to be about to say. Yeah, he's on he's on Yavin Four uh, training. I didn't Jedi, realize that's what the Tower was. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's in the Jedi um, Apprentice oh, games. I'm terribly I'm sorry. On PS4, which are very good. No, but I'm saying if if they don't <laughs> make the next series almost entirely about that, I will be a bit peeved off with the way some parts of series two were handled. I don't think I think Mandalorian only needs one more series anyway. I mean, to be honest, they could have left it here mostly. They could have left but, it with one if they wanted to. I, if they didn't, if they didn't I, I, include the Moff Gideon, is, they could have done at least. That's kind of the point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think the only stuff that's kind of left um, unfinished now is yeah the, re- the the fact that he is now in control of the Elder Wand. Sorry, I mean Darksaber. <laughs> um, 
And uh, it's oh, the same, it's isn't so it? Because she has to kill him to claim it. It's the same thing. They've done a, and you know, they they have done a an elder wand on the dark saber. Yeah. They? Well, kind of. I have a question. They don't really. Oh, explain no, I should it to bring this up really. later. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's kind of what they're doing with it. But anyway, so I imagine that Mando will be about him doing that. Maybe next season he's also going to have to answer for taking his helmet off to his original tribe. Maybe he'll have to have a fight with the armorer from series one. Um, you know, and. <sighs> find out a bit more if he is an extremist or not um yeah, this is what i mean like a lot of right those wing. a lot of those themes because because the entire way through we were we were talking very briefly admittedly about it but we, we were talking about how many layers they kept you know putting on it was like a giant you know horrendous trifle they kept adding new themes to 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 bulk it up mm. and we were saying some of these have got to end up being by the wayside by the finale and it turns out yeah they were so the entire Mandalorian subplot, especially about the dark saber, is yeah. pretty much like they're going, "Oh, what's going to happen?" Oh, be, nothing. But that's that's got to be serious. Yeah, it's, well, it'll have to be. Also, um, also, in fairness, I actually think the stuff challenging him about his helmet obviously made a big difference. He took off his helmet in episode seven and eight, um, and that was well. That's yeah. the thing. I mean, like that that stuff did make a difference. It does seem like he has kind of strayed from his original. He has, but that's what I mean. It's, it's, a, it's a strange, it's a strange arc of his because obviously it's only it's it's an arc that's called into question once in episode three by the uh, by Bo-Katan and the other two, um, mm-hmm. which is which is excellent. I was really I was really happy they introduced that, and I'm I'm still glad they have. But then yeah, like you say, it was episode seven. He he that was when that was when he decided he was willing to take off the helmet. Um, yeah, yeah, properly. Just in front of Bilbo, Bilbo Vaggins, <laughs> and uh, Joe Chill from Batman Begins. Um, oh, is that that hits who? I know it, it took me so I long to work out who it was. Him. Thank you. Yeah, oh, my you recognised his face, didn't you? But you, see, you can't. You yeah, like, no, I've seen him somewhere. I've multiple things. I was like, oh, or, or, I kind of thought, does he just remind me of the way Ben Mendelsohn talked in Rogue One? Yeah, he does. But I, I was like, oh, is that what it no, is? You no, know what that's what like it is. That's ben because Mendelsohn. it's an American being an, em, an, an, an empirical empirical. Sorry, <laughs> what's the word? Imperial. Empire. That's it. Um, Obviously, Ben Mendelsohn's actually. Yeah, I know, but life, but that's but, yeah. what I mean. It's like, but this guy sounded almost like a yokel. Like he sounded proper, like almost like sort of hillbilly. Well, he sounded properly, properly sung. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah. that was weird. But yeah, th- th- I feel like that's when that entire character arc was was finished. But then it kind of gets kind of kind of gets a soft oh, reset in it, finale. I honestly, um, I, I actually had a tear when he um, when in the finale he took it off and said goodbye to very I did. I did have did a you? little tear. I actually didn't. Yeah, it was, I, I, I thought that was a really emotional moment. It was really It's beautiful. funny that, because I, I, thought, I thought it was really sad. I didn't... I don't think I felt very sad. And that's probably because it was... I, I mean, look, we'll, we'll get into the finale pretty soon, I imagine. But um, suffice to say for now that I think that the... the, the I didn't. I was. I was very rarely scared for uh, Grogu's life during that. So I don't think I felt the relief in that way. So I think I was just sort of like I was yeah. more happy than I was emotionally, you know, distraught or anything. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was nice. It was. But I, I just think it's a bit odd that he's like he's. He, they they present that as a moment where oh is he going to take his helmet off? It's like well I mean he's already done it and he's fairly he was fairly comfortable. Oh see I didn't I didn't read I didn't read it as a is it. Because to me it was just a, oh he's taking it off because he loves him and he wants to say goodbye to him properly. Oh, uh, I guess so. That's all it was. But to he me. never. That's all it was to me because 
but the, no, but the point is that 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 character arc is is almost entirely focused on the other Mandalorians. Um, yeah, to whom true. that was well, not I addressed. Guess, I guess it's it, it's important that in front of them he took his helmet off. That's kind of su- subtext. I guess, it? but they didn't even important. give a, like a, a reaction shot from them or anything. It, it was sort of that that element of of that arc was kind of pushed aside, and I wonder whether whether it'll even get brought up again in series three if it'll just be like yeah we're, we're yeah, cool now he'll, he he'll, takes his helmet off he's part of the death watch but the fuck armor. it who or, gives a or shit or he'll have to he'll have to pick who he's siding with when, yeah. he, when he goes to retake Mandalore right so yeah in terms of arcs what is there there's the obviously it starts off as finding Grogu's people which means finding Mandalorians which then means finding Jedi then there's the plot mm-hmm. about um, Boba Fett and his whole deal. Then there's the return. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we'll get to it. Then there's the one about the return of the Empire <laughs> and the New Republic struggling. Those two balancing things. And then there's the reintroduction of the re- reclamation of Mandalore and the Dark Saber. So that's like four pretty substantial, like sort of through lines for the series to try and like juggle with. And for the like for the for the whole, I'm sure you'd say it, it did it pretty damn well. They do it in a way that's very fluid. I mean, none of it feels forced in and. Anything that you say, yeah, is to the wayside, hasn't been forgotten about. It's just not what's important at the moment, mm. is how I'd put it. Well, most I of think it. they've done a pretty standard good TV job, to be honest. Of it. What's interesting is apart from the Grogu Mandalorian sort of bit, it's all mm-hmm. they're all world building related um, arcs. They're not necessarily character arcs. Which is good which point. is good in a way, because it means that, that as like the first half of the series, you get a lot of time just spent with um with Mando and Grogu and sometimes other guests. Yeah, well the um the second episode in particular Does that excellently. I think is very imp- well yeah, with the frog lady is very, very important, I think, for making you feel you know, the 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 Mando relationship. I mean the only real proper world building done in that is the um Republic. Oh but that's brilliant. That's an excellent so- scene where yeah, they get well, the introduction of bureaucracy in it and now they've got records and dealing doing like legal deals with with criminals yeah, in the galaxy exactly. it was fantastic yeah. well it's quite interesting um in how they how they frame the, the the bureaucracy becoming the problem again a bit like what it was in the phantom menace well so, i mean that's what leads to the rise of the empire i think it's yeah it's a little bit more fluid in this like you're not actually sitting through a senate meeting you're just watching the operatives at work but it's what's what's yeah, great yeah. about it is that if you then put that in contrast with um the fantastically um, sort of, uh, well, I don't know what the word is, kind of satirical view of the Empire in um, in Episode 7, where they have the triumphant music when the TIE fighters arrive and everyone's really happy that the Empire has managed to squash the, you know, the rebellious people on the planet. It makes yeah, it really... It's framed a bit like, yeah. it's framed a bit like um, Yavin for Celebration. Yeah, ex- at the end of Top Gun. It? It's like, yeah, yeah, boys, the planes are here. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, and that, as a, as, you know, even though those those two sort of sides of the coin are only shown briefly, it's a it's a really nice bit of you know cleverly done world building that isn't yeah. it's not dwelt upon too much. Yeah. It's just all the world building elements are are integrated so well, and that was the it's same proper, as series. Um, that stuff as well, like you know the good sides and the bad sides, etc. I mean, um, Star Wars. I think you'll know from the playground. <laughs> Uh, often defined people's views of good people as the light side and the dark side and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, in terms of the way people discussed if you were a good person or a bad person. Yeah. Um, but obviously it's a lot more fluid in The Mandalorian. It's much more like kind of postmodern. Look at what's good and what's bad. It's a lot more, you know, yeah. 
like 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 Darth Vader himself, you know, Darth Vader is good and bad. That's that's what's interesting about him. But that's Whereas a good point. No one else, no 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 one else in those original films will admit that they're good and bad. Even Obi Wan is good and bad. You know, he. But this is the thing. That's, that's the problem with the Jedi. Is they just think they're so good. Well, so I'm saying it's 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 a very last Jedi way of looking at um, morality. True. I mean, to be fair, I mean, yeah, last Jedi is kind of an exception to this, but the main Star Wars films broadly do take that whole approach where it's about good and evil whereas actually oh, in yeah. rise of skywalker brings it back by bringing back Palpatine. well exactly it's a... Palpatine, they that wouldn't have come back true they lose they lose a little bit of it there but in the mandalorian it's almost entirely just about self-interest not about how good you are yeah like with yeah, a I few mean, exceptions like him and i can never remember uh you know apollo creed from rocky i can never remember his character's name oh the but, guild leader um, guy yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's, he's really now cool. suspiciously uh, got a beard, which I found really weird. I like his beard. I found it it's creepy. Fun. I don't know why. I couldn't tell what it was. <laughs> I couldn't even tell. Like, honestly, I didn't. I... Carl Weathers is That's it. Yeah, yeah. He was in Predator as well, wasn't he? Yeah, Carl Weathers is a legend. Um, um, <laughs> he's he's, he's but, really uh, good in the episode that they bring him back. Yeah, and he directed. Did he? Oh, yeah, that's he insane. Um, that's really cool. No, so. Um, but my point oh, no, is, sorry, is that, yeah, he's like. He's completely self-interested. I mean, like him. How many times have him and Mando like double-crossed each other in the last series? Mm. And now it's like, oh no, 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 we're friends now because this is what I do and this is what you do, and you know we hate the Empire, so whatever. Yeah. But they continue that with with uh, with Bo-Katan because yeah. obviously she's kind of in the end. Although we'll get to that later. Oh, she seems like a villain. She's like a villain now for next series. Well, maybe. That's. I mean, this this is kind of one of the things about the finale I found a bit irritating is that, that literally like that there's a horrendously tense moment. Where you think something shit's gonna happen, and then it all kind of mm-hmm. just stops. But again, I feel like I feel like I want to leave that till later. <laughs> but Ahsoka's a great another yeah. great example because and I know I haven't I haven't seen Rebels. Um, I've only seen her in Clone yeah, Wars. Yeah, yeah. But I know that that's part of her whole you know whole thing where she gets dis- disenfranchised from the Jedi and basically does does what Luke does a little bit earlier, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. And her having the white sabers was fantastic. Although actually. Oh, so cool. Yeah, but what's interesting is um, the second time I watched it, I'd noticed in the um, you know the, the bit you know the bits of uh, concept art at the end, which is still fantastic, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, it seems initially they showed her with one blue and one red lightsaber. Oh, uh, which obviously thinking, oh, let's show her being one. Well, of exactly, each. which is really interesting. But I think I think they did the right thing with the lightsabers because we'd never seen them before. Yeah, yeah. It's like think. well, it's no, it's ne- it's neither color. It's another way of being like right. I'll just be the. A blank show. Yeah, exactly. So it's sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 funny that it's a very sort of postmodernist kind of semi-liberal um, way of depicting yeah, morality. And stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's sort of like it's really cool. She's gender neutral on on whether she's a Jedi. Yeah, she's Jedi neutral. She's just neutral. Not Jedi neutral. I really liked um, the her makeup, and by that I mean not aesthetics. No, like yeah, yeah, like she actually looked she looked animated, but she wasn't. I cannot get over it. Like whenever I look at, it, I think, "Oh, you're animated." No, you're not. Well, they could have easily just done a CG on it. Well, they didn't. They decided to actually make something, which again looks very cartoonish. Yeah, which is which is the right. Yeah, way to which go. is in, which is gr- right way to go because obviously you know she she is cartoon Star Wars. She is the face of cartoon Star Wars. Isn't we, she, really? Yeah, and you so. can kind of you kind of see the you can kind of see the foam, um, the sort of crink the sort of yeah, cr- the crinkles in the foam of her sort of massive. Yeah, you, think, you can. And that is but that's kind of this fun. is something we talked about with um that that's great about Baby Yoda in the first series, that the fact that you can tell he's a puppet, that he doesn't move entirely like he's real, means it's, it's you know, it's, it's looking like a puppet is better than looking like a weird CG animal. 
Yeah. Is it, is it le- that is at least same. closer to reality. And it's the same It's the same yeah. principle there, isn't it? It means you don't fall into an uncanny valley like Luke Skywalker. Like Luke Skywalker's horrendous face. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's so weird. Oh, I guess we are talking about that now, aren't we? I can't believe... Right, so do you think Mark Hamill did all the lines? No, 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 he, no, he didn't do any of them. He can't have done. That was not but his he voice. He was credited. He's credited. Well, because his face is in it. It's his likeness. Yeah, but it's not his voice. It, I can't. I can't. There were a, his voice. there were a few. There were a few lines where it sounded like his. Yeah, voice. Yeah, it did. And they got a, where it sounded. No, they got a good impressionist. You know, I, and that's fine. The voice. Yeah, I, that's fine. The lines. Yeah. I have no problem with. And it, it, and when when paused, when freeze framed, it looks. It doesn't look half bad. But as soon as it's moving, the animation. It just. You know what it looked like. <laughs> the animation. It looked like people, Hagrid's face in the original. <laughs> PS2 Harry Potter games? No, yeah, it looks like a. It look, or the PS1, the PS1 Harry Potter, Hagrid's face in that. It's yeah, it's it a mixture like of that, that and it the lip like movement that. was like the lip movement in Batman Arkham Origins, where like the, the face yeah. remains entirely still, but only the lips move, and yeah. it's like it's really scary. I mean, they they did they did. I mean, don't get me wrong. I li- okay okay. I'm just gonna say right now, like um, is it, so things to uncover. The fact is, like, how do you feel about the fact it's kind of the Rogue One and Jedi Fallen Order oh, ending trip, that- where you're like, let's let's bring back an awesome character for come on. I have it is an awesome scene okay. when he goes around killing all those things. Literally, because I said I, I watched my dad. I said to my dad, I said, right, it's either gonna be a Soaker that comes to save them, or I say it now. It's going to be Luke. Well, it's... but I don't think they'll do that. I said I don't think they'll do that because Mark Hamill doesn't like Star Wars. So I don't think that they'll. Well, they'll do as soon that. as I saw, but the then X-wing. they did. As soon as I saw the hand, well, as soon as I saw the hand, for me, always oh, for me, it was the X wing. It's like, like no one else oh, drives an X wing apart from just like if it's if it's one X wing, it's Luke. Yeah. Oh my god. No, you... And the thing is. I, I have watched that action scene about five times now. I love it when he's tearing through him. You know when he crunches him up and when he throws the um, the uh, the container at the dark thing. The, the one thing I don't thing. get is though, whatever they call dark trooper. Yeah. What I don't get is his lightsaber. Um, why does his lightsaber cut through them, but everyone else's lightsabers doesn't? Because it's Beskar, and lightsabers don't cut through Beskar. It's the so the dark troopers aren't made out of Beskar. Are they not? No. I thought they were made of Beskar. No, because um, remember, it's only only because it's only Beskar that can break through it. But that so that means it's just more oh, strong than everything, that's why but he, not stronger than Beskar. That's that's why you can use the um, so, yeah the spear, the trident. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, fine. yeah that was that fine. Just, I just can't. That kind of made me think. What's the point? Why why didn't they make him a Beskar? If they made him out of Beskar, then he wouldn't be able to beat them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've had lots of strange feelings about that scene because on on the surface. On the first viewing, obviously, I'm completely with you. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I they obviously um, watched. I, I had to go toilet, basically. You know, <laughs> okay, was, don't. I don't amazing. want to know that. They they obviously <laughs> watched Rogue One and went, okay, people loved it when that happened. Why don't we? Get, why don't we get a piece of that? Yeah, yeah. And which I know that seems a bit cynical, but it is obviously what they did because it's even framed in a very similar way. Yeah, um, very similar. It's just that you know you, even, you can't have him killing it people. It's got a very similar atmosphere. It does, and yeah, it actually does. Um, the, the, and I love what they did with like his big Obi Wan Kenobi um, hood and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was great. The the, the thing that at first, well, sorry, actually, I should say at second viewing, I had a problem with, which has gone away now. Which I was, I felt odd about the fact that he's like being very like emotionally charged with it. Like the fact that he like spends time being like really cruel to them and like crushing some of them and giving them like slow deaths, 
was kind of like it felt really odd like because you know it was obviously gratuitously gratuitously i should say it's gratuitously badass but but to be fair and this is something that's that i that i remember really liking about say his well his depiction in in all of the films is he's not He's never been a very refined Jedi because he never got classically trained. So he's always been, yeah. and he's all, even at the very end, he's obviously, he's really, he's still extremely angry, especially after the Return of the Jedi era. So he would be yeah, very yeah. loose. And, lo- and in The Last Jedi, he is very angry. And that's what causes him to fuck up. Yeah. It's, yeah, the, it's him angry. being, him lashing out and being like a his bit dad. too... He's like his dad. Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the point. That's why he fails. So partly. actually, I'm genuinely... I'm, whether this was intentional, I mean, you could just read it as being they wanted him to look badass, so they did. But I like the fact that he's, you know, he hasn't. he's not just now perfect and a gleaming example of all Jedi, which is what some people wanted from The Last Jedi, which would have been ridiculous. So I like how they... Absolutely, that is absolutely rubbish. Well, I know, but um, I'd understand that, in a way. No, not, not you. No, I mean, this is when... Um, I was thinking about this today. Uh, like, I feel like fans of all the different factions and parts of Star Wars, it's like all the different types of Christianity, isn't it? <laughs> People take their Star Wars uh, yeah, a la carte, yeah. like how they want it specifically. Yeah, well, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> what, what, what? You like the Phantom Menace? You know, like... <laughs> you can't like anything the else, then. I, well, yeah, I, I love the Phantom Menace. So this is what I mean. Like, yeah, um, I'm mixed on it, I, but, I just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I mean. Everyone, everyone feels like they have to belong to a certain faction because it's like um, there's so many people you talk to about Star Wars who it just sounds like all their opinions came off the internet. <laughs> they're like, "Oh, true. Return of the Jedi, great film, but I hate the Ewoks." And I say, "Do you? Why?" They're like, "Oh, you know, they're teddy bears. Great, yeah. thank you. That was very insightful." Can you, can you think of a better metaphor for the you know the small people of the universe destroying the massive oppressive empire? I yeah. can't. You know, it's like tiny it's little like teddy bears. That's warfare and everything. Like what you. Mm. I don't think it gets it more Star Wars me. than that. It doesn't get more campy, no, ridiculous, stupid than that. Exactly. <laughs> but this is why I mean everyone's got a different idea of what they think Star Wars is. You know, sure, and I th- no yeah. one. When, when it comes to the original trilogy, I always say this to people: no one knows what Star Wars is apart from George Lucas. I don't. No. Not, no. I, I'd extend. And, 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 and even yeah, he's, he's got no idea. <laughs> he hasn't yeah, got the fucking foggiest. Yeah, everyone's so confused. That's probably partly why it's survived so, so long, because everyone's under this weird impression that it's exactly what they wanted it to be, but it's actually something, something completely different yeah. to everyone else. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Uh, a big part of the reason I like the series more than series one is the action. Like, for me, what I like about... Out, even though New Hope's my favourite film, so and that's probably got the least action, but outside of that, my favourite thing about Star Wars overall is when they've got great action and the spectacle elements and... This series has got a lot more of that. It has. I mean, it still has. It has some of the Western stuff still there, with especially with Man- the Mando's character and um, the kind of feeling, the kind of Seven Samurai vibe of um, the Ahsoka. Oh, the Jedi episode. episode. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty interesting. Which I know, which I know isn't Western, but I mean, that's kind of that's that's getting into the whole. Um, you know, the, the Jedi being based on samurai and all that yeah. stuff. And, and, the, and their fighting styles. I stuff. would say the first two episodes are a very... They're still yeah, transitional, Western. but they're a very nice nod to the to the way the first series worked. Especially the second yeah, episode, yeah, well, because... The second episode literally feels like the second episode of the series before. It, it, exactly. and it, it, it feels like a Jara. Well, so. because we, cause we were... We, I remember we, um, we were so impressed by how... There was almost no dialogue for like the first twenty minutes of that episode, and it's the same. It's the yeah, same that, here, that, isn't I it? think that was our that was my favorite episode last it, series. It was your favorite, yeah. It wasn't the, the it wasn't one. quite my favorite, but it was up there. Um, yeah, it was yeah. Probably, I think it might have been second to be fair. But yeah, this episode is yeah. it's, it had a that sorry the passenger episode two had a similar a similar quality where because of the language barrier, 
Oh, I loved it to pieces. Oh yeah, I literally it was... loved that episode. It was it was so um, so George Lucas to a T. Like it was so silly, especially the moment where the frog lady starts jumping. <laughs> it's like, oh, that is you've done that. Okay, <laughs> it's just crazy. That was that... I literally felt. I felt like whooping when she. I did. felt odd about that. I love I got it. mad flashbacks so to. Um, I got mad flashbacks to Sabretooth in um, X Men Origins Wolverine. You know where he's like the way he like he's like twirling his hands like a Catherine wheel. Yeah, um, yeah. I know. I, know. <laughs> I just I couldn't stop thinking of that. <laughs> no, but the difference is here is that it's, it's, it's done better. Frog, yeah, so it's done better. She's a frog, so she so because no, you don't expect her to do it, but you think, oh yeah, she's a frog. She would do that. I didn't even think about it like that. I literally didn't. Literally oh. didn't even think about it. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, there's loads of character. There's loads of animals in the Star Wars universe that don't act like their counterparts. Surely. I'm desperately now trying to think of one, but I can't. The octopus people. I mean, it's not me- Do they act like octopuses? Um, octopi? Well, Octopies? Calamari? Calamari, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They doesn't, doesn't look very frightening. <laughs> um, what episode were what they in? Is that the third one? Where they were like... What's that, sorry? The, uh, the calamari, where they did a really shit job repairing the ship with like string. Oh, yeah, that, that was jokes. Yeah, yeah, that was the third episode. It's so It's so classic that there's space racism, even in Star Wars. Yeah, well, it's just kind of unfortunately realistic. It's such a um, like British workmanship, like Star Wars. Oh, you know. It's yeah, so exactly. shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. What are we talking about? Okay. So uh, what are we talking Luke about? Skywalker, Luke Skywalker. What does she think of his inclusion? Then I guess is what is the main thing that you know I've been waiting to talk. Okay. To I. I. Do you like it or not? I. I actually really like it, but I would fully understand if you didn't like it. I am. It's something. It's fully a taste thing, isn't it? It's like, is that the direction you want the show to be going in? To kind of be recognised by, you know, one of the biggest faces in Star Wars canon, I guess. I actually don't think it's a question of taste, necessarily. Well, maybe it is. I don't think... I feel like it is. I I don't think you could say anything objectively bad about it, apart from his face animation. Okay, well, let's let's see if I can can disabuse that. Because... (laughs) <laughs> my main issue with it other than the CGI being very dodgy um, they should have just left his hood up and yeah but I mean I don't know how they would have done that but I, and I, I, oh I love seeing R2D by the way <laughs> that was completely gratuitous um, yeah and I liked how it did well yeah okay I like how they had the audacity to bring him back okay on that level I think kudos you absolute nutbags you know yeah, yeah. No absolutely. one needed this, but fine. Like, if you want, if that, if this was what you wanted to do, then fucking hats off to you for for doing it. Because I don't imagine yeah, the studio yeah. and, was and happy with it. And the action scene was superb. The action scene was superb. However, I have never, because of what we said earlier about including existing characters in the law, I'm own. I only like it if they are a succinct part of the narrative. And Luke is completely crammed in. I don't know because he's the Jedi who's come to get him. So I mean, if he doesn't come back, then I don't see. I don't think he is crammed in. No, he's he's part of the narrative. He's the Jedi who's been he uh, you know Grogu's been calling for. If he's part of the narrative, I mean, he's gone now. Yeah, that's it. That's what I mean. If Grogu's gone, then that's fine because you know Luke in this period is collecting Jedi and training them. He's it makes absolute sense that it would be Luke who collected them. Fine, but that doesn't and that okay. Maybe, maybe that's okay. But that also that doesn't really account for the fact that it is a bit of a bit of a Deus Ex Machina. I know that's a cliche to say that, 
but it oh, but it is, it is. and th- this is an issue I have with the second half of the finale in general is that I don't find a lot of it I don't find narratively satisfying because there is after the after the midpoint once he starts fighting um well he was Gideon that's it with the that's saber. a great scene by the yeah, way when they great. chat I I honestly thought for a minute Gideon was going to let him go yeah, so did I. It was no, it was because I think Ma- I think Mando would have gone. He would have been like, "Fine, I don't care." I think Gideon's. I, I just I just want my son. I think Gideon's been a really great villain for being used just the right amount of time. And when and the scenes he's in, he crushes it. He's absolutely he's yeah, yeah, really he's great. great. Um, but and yeah, once yeah. The, and their their fight was really cool, especially the way that the uh, the best cast sphere kind of sort of, oh, yeah. sort of started to get smelted by it. That was a really nice um, addition mm. because they didn't that didn't happen to the saber. It, um, from Ahsoka, which means the Darksaber might be more powerful than powerful. Um, a yeah. lightsaber, maybe. I don't know, but the, actually the Darksaber fought with a lightsaber in the Clone Wars, so I don't. I, maybe that's not a thing. Either way, after that, um, as soon as they take Gideon to the bridge, there are very few stakes. You know, and if you think about it from, from, a, from a distance, by the end, the Empire got what they want because they got the blood from Grogu they wanted. Um, at very little cost to the protagonists, the team succeed with no casualties. The Mandalore issues about the the dark saber and the Death Watch and the helmet and Boba Fett by the end were just like they're ignored. They were pushed. This is the main thing I don't. I'm annoyed about is they've been pushed to the third series. When I wish I wish that narrative threads like that are introduced when they become relevant. Yeah, I, yeah. I tell you what. Um, I mean, I think series three in this whole series was a bit of a waste anyway. Wait, I put my hands up. I I think it's the second least good episode of the Mandalorian. What the last episode of the series? No, the third episode. Oh, the third episode where where those um where they were in, uh, introduced the other Mandalorian. Oh, I see. Yeah, no. I, I well at the time, I felt completely. I still like it, but but look, the thing is, I don't. Yeah, I like I like it. It's I don't hold the just... I don't hold the third episode. I can't hold the third episode responsible for that problem because if it would not be a problem. If it was part of the finale of the series and not uh, Grogu, Grogu getting picked up by Luke, it's mm. more—it's just a decision of how they wanted to end it. And the way they wanted to end it was—and I'm glad—I mean, it was definitely the right decision to get rid of Grogu because he kind of—they did all they could do, really, unless they started. And, and he—he has—he's got to the kind of Marvel point where you're like, oh, you're just going to keep him around so you can sell more merchandise so i actually really rate if if he doesn't come back i really respect that yeah i really really hope they don't because it, it would be because i was thinking if, if they're going to keep him on for another series i think they're going to have to like introduce a curveball like grogu can speak now or grogu like can do something yeah, or, else that or he's got a lightsaber and he's going to fight in the battle for man yeah exactly <laughs> oh no if they bring him back to do that no yeah <laughs> Oh no! You've said it. The the minions are listening. They're gonna pick it up on it. Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. So I think that was it. I think the I think the lack of stakes made me. It was like it was it was a great fan like fanfare. The last the last half of that episode was a great fanfare, and I didn't I I, I enjoyed the entirety of it. But I yeah. I didn't find myself. I found myself thinking this has way more loose threads than like it never stopped introducing. Uh, layers to this trifle, even in the last ten minutes of the finale, and I feel like that is, yeah. in general, not a good idea. Like the fact that it's handled so many of its other um, themes and through lines so well is probably the reason why that that this hasn't become catastrophic by the finale. I mean, look, I, I kind of see what you're getting at, but it's not something that's obvious to me at all. 
Like I'd have to rewatch this to check that I agree. With okay, the best way to example your 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 problems are probably there, but they don't seem like a big deal. Okay, so I'll I'll the best ex- exemplar is for the um for the for the dark saber. So they bring in Moff Gideon, and he's sort of you know a bit bit pissed off and everything. And then there's the introduction of the dark saber, and they have a full like couple of minutes of dialogue talking about how you know Bogotan is going to have to kill the Mandalorian. And then, mm. and it's like it's it seems. Oh, yeah, but that's the next series, isn't it? Okay, but let's let's talk about what happened in the, in the first series. I didn't. I was annoyed that Moff Gideon turned up at the end of the first series because he would not be relevant until the second series, and they hadn't finished tying up the themes of the first series. And the exact same thing mm. has happened here because they have not finished tying up all the threads, and they go, "Oh, let's introduce this particular the curveball that's going to be really relevant," but then leave you yeah. dangling. And it's not a massive issue, but it is an issue. In the same way that I still gave the last episode of the first series a seven, despite mm-hmm. its issues, because it did so much, did so much else so well. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel the same way about this episode? I feel, I do feel the same. Although the the action scenes and the general sort of having the team together vibe. And the the way the heist played out was excellent. And the re- another reason is the uh, the dark troopers, which I think are fantastic. Yeah, it's really cool. I hope they do some like Lego thing. Effect. I'm sure. They, I'm sure they'll do a, a Lego um technic technical one. Yeah, you know, yeah, with the, 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 the bionicle. Bionicle Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're 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 just waiting to happen. And um, yeah, I thought that them them fighting Mando and punching his head into the wall was superb. Oh, that was awesome. Like, that whole the whole action scene played out. Like note for note, perfectly, um, mm-hmm. and um, I also really like the um, the little musical light motif they have. I know, I think, I, I get the impression that some people don't really like it because it's very um, sort of it's got that sort of I don't know what the word is like EDM kind of noise to it. But oh, I, no, it's cool. It's very it's a bit different. It's a bit it's very um, tenet. You can tell. You can tell he did tenet, yeah. I was literally, I was literally about yeah. to say that. Yeah, Ludwig, Ludwig Goranson or whatever. It's kind of, and he's been fantastic this series as well. Like he's just kind of, again, it's kind of gone from being kind of um, low, uh, low stakes, kind of small Western um, music to now he's like you know properly combined it with what he does with kind of like trap music and all that stuff, oh. and also introduced more classical elements as well. And this is another thing that's kind of gone contributed to the series feeling more Star Wars film than Star Wars TV show. Yeah, like the string section that they started adding in with the seventh episode with the intro. Oh my god! I mean, even yeah, even yeah. the first episode. I remember when we we briefly talked about it, like the the um the intro, the title card in a, um mm. in the first episode. It was like you could tell immediately that he kicked the soundtrack up the ass completely. Um, yeah, 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 it's superb. Oh, the other thing that the um I have to say, the Dark Trooper theme really reminded me of the um the Prowler theme. From um, uh, Into the oh, Spider-Verse. From, which I rewatched recently is actually really good. Well, and regardless of what you think of the film, that, that bit of soundtrack is awesome. Um, yeah, it is. It really, yeah, really yeah. reminded me of that. It's sort of built into that dread. And I like how mm. they make you think, you know, they kick, they kicked, he kicks them out of the airlock, which at first I was like, oh, okay, whatever. But it's nice that they brought them back, even if it was just to get slaughtered by a Jedi, you know. It's satisfying to watch in the very least, so who gave a yeah, shit? Yeah, and that's... I, I, and I mean... At the very least, start. That's exactly what Star Wars should be. <laughs> well, exactly. Like, it's true. It's true, though. Like, if it has to ever fall back on a crutch, that's the one that you can live with the most. It's is was it very pleasing to watch? It, yeah. it is funny though how you how you now talk about the show like it is 
a Star Wars thing. Like I know, I know it's, I know yeah, it's yeah. in the Star Wars yeah, universe. I know, but, this but we is... did not treat yeah, the first but... series like that. We treated because, and that's something yeah. we respected it for quite a lot was that it dared to be its own story. Yeah, and this is what's interesting because I definitely like series two a lot more, like a lot more, but I don't respect it as much. It's so weird because I don't respect it as much. Not really. Okay, here's um, a way to put it. The first series we I we have the most respect for its restraint, but the second yeah. series we have the most respect for its balls. It's respect for its balls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so it's kind of like, what do you want more? And this is this is well balls. I I want balls well, rather than restraint. But that's me. No, that's me generally. I don't know if I don't know if I, for me it's it's a it's a it's a raid raid two. You know. So if we yeah, always talk about yeah, this, this happens in literally all media. The first one is like you know as long as it's done well. Is the like refined, you know, absolute sort of condensation of everything that they want yeah. it to be, and then the second was yeah, like, right. oh, people like that. Let's go nuts. Well, this is the difference between Arkham Asylum and Arkham. Yeah, it's the difference between John Wick and John Wick Two well. and John Wick Three, <laughs> respectively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens yeah, especially yeah. in action, especially in like you know adventure, big blockbuster things. It's always what happens, and that's that's fine because you know. Would we have liked the Mandalorian if it kept the same slow pace? Maybe not. Uh, I would have, I would have liked it, but I wouldn't be as excited by it. This is the thing. Last series, I was like, "Oh, Mandalorian this week," <laughs> but this week, I was like, "Right, let's watch it straight away, please, please, <laughs> stop doing what you're doing. Can we go?" I watch don't know if now? that's fair. I don't think I don't. I'm not saying if it's fair or not. I'm saying this is this is just my reaction. Oh, okay. My, I've been. This has got nothing to do with how good it actually is. I'm just saying it's very interesting in terms of analysing my own taste. That like oh Boba Fett's in this now so I love it. Well, but it's it's so it's so childish, isn't it? Well, that's the but, thing. I mean, that's a great example because a in the first series they'd have never brought in Boba Fett, and b they would have never brought in Rod- Robert Rodriguez to do an episode in the first series oh, because he, he would not awesome. have gelled well. He was with them. awesome. No, no, he was awesome. <laughs> um, that um, episode is terrific. I still I've watched yeah. that like, quite a few well, times now. <laughs> let me put it this way: in my top five Mandalorian episodes that I've got here, my top three are all from this series. Are they? I have yes, not made that list. I will have to come up with it at some point later while we're talking. Do you want to? Do you know what they are? Well, well, can we do that at the end? Because I think when we yeah, we do it at the end. I, I mean, I mean, I've ranked every Mandalorian. Episode I bet yet. you have. So, sure. You should have told me. I'd have done yeah. the same. Um, I, I think I did tell you. But oh, I wasn't listening. Right. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah. I think so. Let's talk about um, Boba Fett and the, the the good way to do um, like redeeming, you know, characters that people have taken the piss out of. Like Boba Fett is yeah, the yeah, perfect way he's to do gone, it. Yeah, because he's gone from like uh, everyone thought he was a badass at the time, and then Django made him look like he wasn't very cool because Django was like the coolest guy in the world. Yeah. And you know how much you know how much I like Django Fett. Yeah, and yeah. Now he's, I would he, say... until until recently he was undoubtedly the best Fett, and anyone who thought otherwise was kidding themselves. But now <laughs> it's right. on like um, at least, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's at least level pegging. I think Boba is yeah, slightly yeah, I, grown I ahead level for me personally. Uh, slightly, you you, you can't. By all means, say that. But That's the, fine. the reason it's done well is because he's not. They didn't go right. Let's just make a Django scene, but use Boba. They've given him a different identity because he's now like a sort of Rambo kind of old man, yeah, murdering people with a massive mace kind of vibe. Yeah, it's it's, it's like it's, it's Rambo last. It's the Logan, isn't it? Like, you know, it's it's all yeah, these yeah. things. Yeah, Logan, very good comparison, yeah. which again is a is like a neo western. Yeah, it? yeah. So they've kind of given. They've actually because they gave him like a kind of like a tomahawk, didn't they? So they've actually yeah. given him a neo western. <laughs> it's vibe. true. And obviously, the, the, the neo western is like a big thing from America in the last decade. Yeah, and just generally, I've forgotten the nickname. What's the guy's name? I've forgotten his name. 
The guy. Oh, I know who you mean though. The guy who plays Django Fett, who's now played Boba yes. Fett. Yes, uh, Tamara Morrison. Yeah. something like that. I whatever. I yeah. think it sounds sure. like that at least. His. I, I keep saying he's just this. a simple actor trying to make his way in the Star Wars <laughs> movies. I hate saying I hate I keep saying this. It's kind of it's almost <laughs> annoying me, but he does have just the best voice. I don't know I why guess. he's got one. Of, he's this is so this is so important to um, Star Wars though. It's having a great and voice he's got, behind the and it's one of the most iconic um, Star Wars voices, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely, no question. Um, even though I, mean, I don't think I I don't think that kind of slightly cheesy and weird line. About um, I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. Whatever would be anywhere near as on t-shirts as it is if he didn't have such a good voice. <laughs> yeah, I. It's it's one of the most t-shirted Star Wars things I've ever seen. In fairness, I was like, I did roll my eyes massively at that line. Oh, I I rolled my eyes massively, <laughs> but then I but then I also said fair play. I mean, it was the exact like, same you know, eye rolling as the um, the whole the, the Rise of Skywalker where he goes the dark side of the Force is a pathway to you know yada yada yada. And yeah, yeah, you roll your it's eyes, the same, like, but, you but then smile, you smile. Like, like, uh, okay, it's like a dad you're like, joke. You're like, okay, uh, <laughs> you're like, okay, but I mean, that was a really cool scene yeah, like, from before. All right, I'll so. let you off this all time. Right. I'll let you off this time because I understand that if it was me writing this, I might have done that, even though I shouldn't. Have. Yeah, possibly more. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, it's like, well, you know, you've shown more restraint than I would. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so because <laughs> it's just it's one of those moments where you're like, oh yeah, the people who write this love Star Wars, yeah, exactly. Thing. And the fact that they they make you wait for him to get the armor, and when he does, it's so great. And they've also, oh yeah, yeah another thing, Ludwig uh, Grossman, or whatever his name is, I keep calling him Grossman. His name is so close to Lloyd Grossman. <laughs> Lloyd, I can't believe Lloyd it's Ludwig. It is Grossman, isn't God, it? Gr- isn't it Van Gorrison? Van- oh, that's it. Fuck off. Who knows? Right, it doesn't matter. Um, they've <laughs> what's I say? Oh yeah, they've given they've given Lord Lloyd Grossman has has you know made some great bolognese's and he's now written a fantastic score for Boba Fett. Like it sounds, it sounds fantastic. Oh, you know when he used the seismic charge, I honestly like wanted to just. <laughs> I just wanted to become a new well, person. It was so good. <laughs> the thing is, though, this is the, this is the kind of thing where I feel in two minds about it because it's the same thing as the Luke turning up. It's like as soon as soon no, as soon that's as you, clever. No, 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 the no. seismic charge is clever. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm not actually having a go at this one, but it's one of these things. As soon as okay. he started flying up and they started chasing him, you're like, oh, cool. He's going to use a seismic charge. Then, like two minutes later, he uses one, and it, it makes it no less fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Oh, it's satisfying in a way. Yeah, because again, it pays it's another, off to your expectation. It's another iconic noise slash visual. Oh, it's why one not of the use best it? Because it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it does make it does make absolute sense that he would use um, that as part of his arsenal. Yeah, you know? yeah, and also I, I really appreciated the um, the paint the repainting deal. I yeah, like slave one. Or also oh, what about slave um, one. fuck me. <laughs> I literally this is gonna sound really rude, but I don't really mind that they blew up Razor Quest so that it meant that we could see him in Slave One a bit more. Yeah, neither man. <laughs> that's really, that's really again, that's... Like, well, you know, I've seen that I've seen the Razor Crest in more Star Wars screen time than I have Slave One, and Slave One is the best Star Wars ship. Well it's no, then the thing is, it's it's good on a number of levels because it's uh, it serves a narrative purpose and like you say, it was about time because Obviously, it's a ship that's like spent more time being broken and fucked up than it has being fine. Yeah, which I mean, great. The first half of the series was all about fixing it. Yeah, exactly, and that's and that's great. So to have it <laughs> completely obliterated, it is actually quite mm. sad, and it shouldn't be. Yeah, especially once it's just been fixed. You're like, because I felt like all my time's been wasted. Yeah, which is exactly how Mando would have felt. But then you're like, oh, well, who cares? He goes to slave one, which is you know the best, yeah, the best like, ship oh, design up, in all Star upgrade. Wars, possibly. Yeah. yeah. 
possibly. I mean, I it's think it is. I'm trying to be humble. Millennium Falcon but... isn't really. Oh, I like it. I'm just saying, you know, Millennium Falcon is pretty iconic. Yeah, it's iconic. I still think Slave One. I'd rather have Slave One. Why are we talking about yeah, this? Yeah, if I, if, I, if I could own one, I'd have Slave One. <laughs> so, yeah, that was great. It's working. And it was nice show, they showed yeah. the uh, the inside, the way that the gyroscopes work. In, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That and, was and a nice the, little... And how you had to lie down and how... Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. It was a, it was a nice feature that I do wish that Boba Fett was more involved in the finale. Because like he gets he gets like amazing action scenes in the uh, the tragedy, and then it's kind of like okay, I'm I'm kind of hanging about until I get to go off and do my own show a little bit. Like he's a nice presence. No, I don't. I think you're wrong. though. I don't think he's doing his own show because I mean it said at the end of that Boba Fett will return in the book of Boba Fett. Yeah. But are you saying that's? Oh, you're saying that's his own show. I just can't yeah. assume that was going to be the next episode of Mandalorian. No, no, no. That's his. It's his own spin-off show. Mandalorian's right, going to be its own thing. Be- Oh, okay, cool. So that's the point. Well, that Boba Fett thing is going to be awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't get, I mean, it, yeah, of course it will. Um, and it, and to I be like fair, to think, I like to think that his book will be him. Like he's got a list of everyone he wants to go. You're on my list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I agree. Although, yeah, actually, too much. I kind of forgot that he was in the um the start of the final episode, which was great, where he talked to uh, to Bogotan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although it's, that's really cool, and it's really cool when he um, without him they wouldn't have had that really uh, tense sequence of him escorting them in. It's a really mm. clever thing. Like I did think watching that, oh, I've never seen a sequence like this in a film. Yeah, it's true. And but the way the I way his character it, plays off with with the, with the other two Mandalorians is really it's quite cleverly done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they give him some good character, and they also make cool. him insecure, which I like. Yeah, because he's like yeah, because that and that's uh, you don't really think about. That as part of his sort of very petty, almost vendetta-like way he treats people. Yeah. It's interesting, and uh, the, although, and I, I don't know whether it's intentional, but obviously Bo-Katan says, "Oh, I've heard your voice a thousand times." But in, but obviously in the Clone Wars, where she's where she does talk to him, it's a different person that voices the clones. So it's like, no, yeah. you haven't. <laughs> You've never heard yeah. it. It's the first time. But anyway, you've heard people who sound like him. But I know. What you yeah. Uh, so that was cool. Um... I think that Bib, fat Bib Fortuna was awesome. Was it? Bib, was, are we sure it's actually Bib Fortuna though? That's Bib. That's fat Bib. Because it wasn't 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 good old Bib on the uh, you know, on the barge when it you know blew he didn't up. Die. Oh, I see. Good point. I don't know. Ooh. Maybe he jumped off. Maybe that's going to be the next spin-off uh, show. I mean, they're doing one on that right. fucking guy from Rogue One that no one gives a shit about. So why not? The <laughs> yeah, the rise of Bib so Fortuna. Awkward. Uh, I'm gonna look now. Was it was it Bib Fortuna in Mandalorian? Have you just realised? <laughs> just realised that it says I typed it. it says was it Bib Fortuna in Manchester? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're inbreeding problems, getting really getting really bad these days. And now um, I was saying was it Bib Fortuna in Mandalorian? <laughs> I fu- that's just someone found a really fucked up like worm inside their orange. Like, oh my god! Yeah, was it, oh, mandolin. Was it not, I thought you said mandarin. Sorry. Was it Bib Fortuna in Magaloo? <laughs> right. Look. <laughs> Sorry. I've just thought. I've just realised Bib Fortuna is an yeah. apron designed to stop fish from getting on you. Oh really? No, but Bib Fortuna. Oh yeah, good point. Someone's got someone's got to market that somehow. Anyway, Um, it says on here on Den of Geek. Oh Christ! Okay. Um, Oh well, fair enough. Then he just he jumped off the barge and walked it off and then ate all the food. Or maybe he ate Jabba. Oh, he's played by the by the by the. um, I think by the same guy. The way he says. Also, did you know? (laughs) 
voiced General Grievous. What? The guy who played him voiced General Grievous. That's insane. He's the. That's um, great. He is. He's the veteran Star Wars engineer, apparently. Oh, that's fantastic. That's nice. Um, that's cool. Sorry. Oh, great. No, no, that's fine. The way he says Bobo. By the way, weird. that's. Yeah, yeah, that's set. By the way, <laughs> that set. By the way, looked exactly like the same set from Return of Jedi. If you mm. mind, it probably was. I was literally like. No, but surely they didn't keep that set. I mean, it's, Star Wars. It's from for, but that's from like 40 years ago. Yeah, but I mean, they've kept, they've kept sets from all sorts of old films, haven't they? Yeah. Famous, I would I would not be surprised. I mean, also, to be fair, it's one of those things where obviously a lot of the sets are digital. So it's very possible they literally used footage from last, from, sorry, not last Jedi, Return of the Jedi. Good point. Yeah, and well, yeah, and they, and they masked out uh, Luke and then they just walked him across it. I mean, I didn't mean. I mean, they'll have had shots and pictures and stuff off the set without people on it and stuff. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like they oh, like basically just deep faked oh, the course, environment essentially. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, mean, I, I genuinely thought they were going to put them in the rancor pit because they distinctly show oh, a shot of them awesome. walking over the grate. But they didn't. But not that it's. I mean, the rancor's dead. So unless there's another, unless they've got a spare hanging about, I suppose. It yeah. Makes well, sense. I went there in. I think I went there in. Um, what was it there? In Jedi Apprentice, and I had to kill like about a hundred rancors because they kept coming at me. So I mean, a hundred cannon or not? I feel like kind of diminishes the the you know the value of there being one. That's scary. I mean, that guy cried so much when his rancor died. You know, it was important to him. Yeah, exactly. So we've got to assume there's only one. Where's his spin-off show? I want to see that over Cassian. Cassian, that's the guy's name. That's if you can't remember a character's name, it's not a good sign. He looks like the Mandalorian. He does a tiny bit. Although way less bit. expressive, the more, the, the, despite not the having a helmet. I've, the more I've seen the Mandalorian with Sam off, the less he actually looks like him. Yeah, is, I mean they've got have they got the same like similar mustache or something? Well, they got facial hair, and they got quite beady eyes. That's kind yeah. of it. Yeah, Cassian, I I don't know why they're doing it. I have I don't like first of all. Well, in fairness, in fairness, a lot of people think Rogue One's amazing. That's fine, but I would challenge. I think I think we forget. No, that. okay. To be fair. I know many people who like Rogue One. However, they like Ben Mendelsohn. Well, yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Um, yeah, that's a, that sounded really fangirly when I said that. Um, who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't? Uh, <laughs> but whenever I've challenged people on the fact that the characters are mostly dog shit, they haven't really had much to say about it. No one, like, apart from the droid um, and Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, he's good. There's, yeah. like, and to some extent, there's no man just because he's kind of cool. Everyone yeah, else is, is really very cool. forgettable, and Cassian's like I don't. I don't think people responded that well to Cassian, did they? Did they? Did they warm to him that much? I'm surprised. If I mean, they I, did. Feel, I feel like everyone forgot he existed. Well, I just remember him being. I just don't remember him really being in it. <laughs> well, I, well, because I he was in it so much, but he never. His face never changed, and his like his entire plot was, oh, I've done bad things, and at the end, he's like, oh, I'll do a good thing. <laughs> There's way too many characters in that film. <laughs> <laughs> so like, how uh, how little they give it? It should just they should just be like three of them. But the thing is, like, just to get a bit more time. Here's the thing: the setup of that as a character was all right. Like the fact that he he killed the he killed that guy from um uh what's the called you know night yeah. terrors. Alex, come on, come Alex. Alex, get in the cupboard. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> someone out there will have watched yeah. Doctor Who. Anyway, um. What we, yeah, so the, he shoots the guy for the, for the information, and he's a bit of an ass. That as a setup is quite nice, 
But the thing is, that's yeah. it. That it was. But the point doesn't really. We don't need a spin-off really show to prove to us that he's been a bit set. of an arsehole. Oh, I just don't care. Like, is is this? Do you, know how, is do, this do you know how much I don't care? Right. It's a lot. Well, in, it's a lot. It's a lot of not caring. <laughs> enough that you like, want to stop me talking about it, but I want to keep talking about it for just a minute. Okay. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll wrap it up in like thirty seconds. I promise. I'm so sorry because I know you want to go back to talking about things that are actually interesting. But what's what's stupid about it is it feels like they're going to be trying reverse engineering character development because his character development was so shit in Rogue One. They're like, oh, we got to we got to back this up with some st- some stuffing beforehand to give it some momentum so people actually go, yeah. oh yeah, so Rogue One he actually like you know and does the a thing. thing. Is- Rogue One was such a filler movie anyway. Like it was a film that didn't have to happen. It's like they're trying to back up something that didn't have to happen with something that doesn't have to happen. How far back is this going to go? Are we going to have to like watch Cassian's like dog and how his dog was born? Yeah, well, we're getting into proper Inception territory. This is this is as far down as we've ever gone because it's a spin-off from a from like a a semi-main character from a spin-off of. Mm. A, an idea that comes from the original trilogy. And this is exhausting. And it is yeah, so exhausting. <laughs> but and and that 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 general principle does exist in the Mandalorian series too. I mean, in fairness, they are doing it again because they're going to Ahsoka. Is she getting her own show? She, she's getting her own. She's show. already had. So she's already same. had two shows. I mean, this is what I've said to people. <laughs> I mean, the Clone Wars is her show. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, to be fair, she I, there is quite a fair bit of the Clone Wars in the middle where she's not there because she fucks off. Yeah, or um, the Mannequin Labor. But in also. in Rebels, yeah, she's Windu. she's also the pretty much the main deal for a lot of it. Yeah. So what's going on? I just she's cool, and you know she was she was great in that one episode, but I don't feel like. Oh, she was awesome. I mean, if anything, I I expected her to come back in the Mandalorian finale. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I was I wished that she would. That would be the thing that she would change her mind and come back to help them out at the end. That would have made me happier, probably. Yeah, but I think that would have been a more obvious ex machina. Actually. Or, yeah, or actually, genuinely, the I kind of hoped the child would die. I can't because this because is, here's this the get, thing. This gets into Disney territory. I mean, how much better the Rise of Skywalker would have been if Chewie had died and three PO or C three PO lost their memory. Literally, I would be giving that film a seven, but I can't. I cannot in my right mind say that film's a seven. And you know what? When I, it has no. It has no. Balls. I totally. I totally under- respect that. Like, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like, you like, still wow. like it more than most people. Let's face it. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, but that's because I'm very good at latching onto the good stuff over the bad stuff. I mean, there's plenty of great scenes in that film. Oh yeah, I mean, particularly yeah, with Kylo most, Ren. Um, it's, it's mainly the Kylo Ren stuff. So here's the yeah. thing. So in in the uh, the siege episode, they they show and it doesn't get brought up again, which is again, which I like is they show the cloning of what's pretty obviously Snoke in the oh in yeah, the yeah, and and you've got to presume that that's partially another thing they wanted Baby Yoda for because he's got the dark. That's entirely what it's for, isn't it? Yeah, because they. That's say, why they right, want. They his, that's why they want his blood. They, uh, they say it's for the dark troopers, but the dark troopers can't use the force, so it's not for them. Is no, it? it's Let's not. To be honest, I think that's the point. That's, I think it's that's, a, that's a ruse, or that's like a cover. That's a ruse. That's the cover. It's definitely for Snoke, um, and that's actually I. Th- I think quite an interesting uh, setup for Force um, First Order stuff. Yeah. You know, for force I think that's. I, I think that's think, as far um, as they're going to go. Yeah, yeah, but that's fine. But this is interesting. What, what would have been great? 
It's, sorry, I'll, I just want to. <laughs> this is why I felt this would be this would be the narrative payoff that I would like. And I know this is wrong. You shouldn't say how you would have written it, but this would have. I would have liked this more because they make a big point about the fact that they need. They've run out of blood. They need a lot more blood. Grogu's a pretty small thing, so and you know inevitably they would need all of his blood. So they'd need to, to you know to drain it essentially in order to get what they want. Mm. And we know that Snoke well, is a what thing. They're gonna, but that's what they're going to do in series one. Because um, this is this is actually the thing that annoyed me most about the finale. Episode, <laughs> okay, is it really annoyed me that Mando didn't ask the Doctor what he wanted with um, Grogu? Yeah, when it's something that that had been because you bring back the Doctor from series one. Yeah, the audience is wondering what do they want with Baby Yoda? This guy definitely knew, and there's been a few other points where Ma- Mando has kind of in some way referenced that moment uh, with um, Nick Nolte's character. Uh, what's his name? The guy who died in series one. Oh, he was like, "This is the you know that really cool guy <laughs> who says I- I've spoken." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, Quill. That's it with Quill. Quill. Yeah, Quill. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of reference with that. So I'm kind of thinking, right? Well, surely he's got this guy <laughs> right next to him. I-, I said to my dad, "Is he actually going to ask him what like what the child was yeah. for or not?" You think and it'd be pretty like, oh, important yeah. in the run up to my, that? My dad said, "My dad said, look, they're going to wait for an important moment of downtime later in the episode for the reveal. Don't worry." Because I was so worried. I tell you what, I actually feel a bit sick that they didn't. It really has annoyed me. It's so annoying. Well, this is this is the thing. This is the thing about this because because someone would ask. They would. Well, and this is the problem narratively. I mean, that's like that's a plot hole, which is a plot holes you can forgive, but narratively speaking, like basically the Empire got what they wanted from the child, and yeah, they and got, they got the snake. and so did um, our protagonists. So there was very little at stake, and I feel like that was done and gotten out of the way so that they could have the Luke fanfare. I don't know that for certain, mm-hmm. but I feel like that took up as much runtime as was, would have been spent on the child because that's what the whole point of the episode was about: rescuing the child. And they rescued the child by the halfway point, pretty much, mm-hmm. to relatively little risk, you know? Because mm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I mean, it's hard. It's hard because we know that Mando's. Beskar can survive lightsabers. So because of that, we know that it does take away an element of danger. When the stormtroopers have been firing him, I'm like, hey, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, exactly. And like, even even and if they had lightsabers, this is one of the problems. Yeah, yeah, this is one of the problems with the series. It is actually a problem. It's not a problem that the Beskar can survive it, but literally the fact that the dark troopers were a problem for him, it was like, oh, finally. Yeah, and that, that's because that one of the fantastic. really one of yeah. the really satisfying things about the first half of this series and last series was that you always believed Mando was um, in danger. Not it was yeah it was disposable because I mean he's not disposable. He's not even the best fighter until the second half of the series where he becomes really good. Well, it's also because again, it's that's why you should minimize the number of extended characters you bring in like Luke like now we know Grogu's gone with Luke that brings up way more questions than it answers because mm. now we have to contend with the idea that Grogu was with Luke and did Luke did it did Grogu survive the purge did it even you know get trained properly has it fucked off to do its own spin-off show like it's it's kind of like it's it's an it's a nice ending but it's like well I don't really feel much because the, the child's fine and it has been fine for a while. Like it's a, it's had like less yeah, yeah, yeah. than half an episode, like less than sorry, less than an episode and a half of being if, gone. If anything, I actually feel like if they're going in that direction, they should actually have laid into the Snoke thing a bit more. Absolutely. If they want, it, it, they should have actually. If they're going to go that way, let's actually go that way. Let's not try and hang on to Mando series one because you're a long way from there. 
That's why they should have killed off Grogu. Well, because yeah. if they killed off Grogu, put it, put it, think of it like this: that means that the only thing that this guy loves is fucked off. He's now got the dark yeah, saber. Yeah, I mean, he's going to become a nutter trying to run Mandalore like a crazy, you know, extremist. That would be a that's good. That's a fucking great series arc. Well, this is the difference between you know David. Um, so what I'm saying, uh, Christopher Eccleston behavior and Jodie Whittaker behavior, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the... it's like one of them is like, oh, let's have a cuddle, and the other one is like, oh, I've killed so... millions of people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I say have a cuddle, but one is like, oh, where am I fan? You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> um... What? Right. So I mean, that's what I'm, I guess I'm saying. So I I do actually agree with you. I think um, having talked about it, we've found it's not. Like, don't get me wrong, I, I still think the series is really great. I still think oh, it's better than Series 1, and I still think there's chances for them to improve on a few things we've complained about. And I, I actually agree with that, um, people. Uh, this is an incredibly... It is an incredibly exciting time to be a Star Wars fan. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. it, it actually is, like... Because people really care about Star Wars again, um, mm. and the, all, all facets of Star Wars are being given attention. So if you like the prequels, or if you like the the weird spin-off solo stuff, even that, you're getting a TV show. Every facet of Star Wars is being given something, and I think that's nice. It's true, but... Um, but, it, but And I like... Obviously, what we've been doing has been poking, you know, a fair few holes in the finale. We both... But I think we both agree it's still really good. Um, I mean, it's still in my top five. Is it? Okay. Fair yeah. enough. But I think... Oh, the other thing... I was, Sorry, I forgot to mention... You know how the end of um, our series one review, or near the end or whatever, we talked about how the little flashback with the super battle droids was a really nice thing for making droids scary again. I think yeah, that's another yeah. thing that Dark Troopers did really well because the droids have not been scary since the Phantom Menace. Even though the Phantom Menace is, I don't think, on the whole, that amazing, it does do well making droids, you know, actually be threatening. That's something that gets ditched yeah, later yeah. on in the prequels and in the Clone Wars series. So it's really- well, if they want to make them threatening, they have to bring in a droidica or a super battle droid. Exactly, which are kind of yeah, still cause, kind cause, of laughing those at this things, point. Those things, I know, but those things are always more threatening than the, yeah. the Roger Roger droids. But Droidica droids. Droidicas yeah. are now kind of them more of a meme, you know. Droidicas are cool, but yeah, they are. So the, the Dark Troopers um, are a nice way to do this. I think yeah, the thing you're saying about being it being great to be a Star Wars fan right now is kind of true, but the risk of the because because people responded very well to the Luke returning, which I which I I don't I don't see any you know I understand why obviously, but it runs the risk yeah. of then people going oh well well it's, why not um, it's, continue to do this weird idea of like let's yeah. just bring back characters who aren't perfect in people's it's eyes backwards and, it's backwards looking yeah and it has and it's important the good thing about Mandalorian and what it needs to keep doing is being forwards looking yeah I mean when it when it brings Boba Fett in. It's, it's forward looking. Not, it's not being. It's, yeah. It is actually forward looking with his character. Uh, same with Ahsoka, actually. It's still forward looking. It's still about. It still furthers them as a character. Um, true. From whenever we last saw them, uh, it's true for Ahsoka. It does do that. Yeah, but I don't. But again, it's like I don't feel like she needs any further exploration because her the way she, um, the way she acts and the, her contributions in that episode is perfect. Yeah, it's the perfect yeah, yeah. level of of, of uh, like you know involvement. But the whole this yeah. whole this whole notion of of you know taking the canon and you know it's like you know what it's like it's like sort of like trying to fill in the cracks in the wall but you're using like cheese sauce or something it's like like you know it does get rid of the cracks you know and it's like but like it, in a few years it's gonna like smell and that's what it's gonna be like watching that that Luke scene you know for a couple of years time it's gonna Bloody be hell. it's gonna be like 
That's the weirdest. <laughs> it works, but it's really freaky. We know cheese sauce when it sets. Uh, it's like really, it goes really solid. Please, it's like it's sort of like please, filler. No. But in like uh, two years' time, we're gonna watch that. Lucy oh yeah, it's like, filler. It whoa, filler. okay, Jesus. Yeah, whoa, this really. What, uh, why? Well, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot of Darth Vader scenes. Well, it's like Grandma Tarkin, but less offensive, admittedly, because at least Mark Hamill isn't dead. Yeah, I mean, they would have had to ask his permission. Also, um, Grandma Tarkin. So. Yeah, Grandma Tarkin stuff's done really badly. No, I it's mean, not. Luke's stuff is done. Do you know what no, Grandma Tarkin I mean, looks, looks, up, looks, looks awful. Way better than Luke does. Uh, fair enough. I mean, Luke got to kill lots of things. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. Look, look, it's only the face. I say it's only the face. It's only the window into the soul that's terrible. Um, yeah. You know? <laughs> and, and Moff Tarkin had a similar problem with the animation. Like, it was his movement that yeah. gave it away. But it's the yeah, graphics were, were way better than Luke's. Were. Yeah, like Luke still looks a bit yeah. smudgy, but it's like it doesn't matter when it's still. But the, the difference with Luke's face is it looked like they'd photoshopped an actual face on, whereas with Grandma Tarkin it was CGI. I mean, it was kind of a bit different. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. Like Luke's face didn't look CG. It looked, oh, it totally did. No, it looked like it looked like someone cut out a picture of his face and stuck it on someone yeah, else. Yeah, that looks CG to me. That that That's you're describing CG. No, no, because one looks like a cartoon and one doesn't. That's what I'm saying. Like Grandma Tarkin was more cartoony, and Luke looked like a real face stuck on someone. No, else. I, but I think I think in terms of the way they were they approached it, you're right. But the result for me is equally cartoonish in both cases because they both have slightly off-looking faces with they really bad animation. They should have left. They should have left his hood up. Yeah, absolutely. No, if they'd left that up, it's also another thing be because much... because Luke wants to stay, keep would... a low profile. Because yeah. like the people in that room, potentially some of them would love him, and some of them would want to murder him massively. So like, yeah, uh, Moff Gideon. Yeah, Moff Gideon's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was great. That yeah, like, why would you even like, show cool. yourself in front of them? Yeah, that was cool. But this is what I mean. Like, yeah, well, oh, that's really cool. But it's like you know, uh, another step deeper, and it's like, oh, that doesn't make that much sense. Also, um, Moff Gideon, I like. What do you think about the, his um, costume and how it's like Darth Vader without the helmet? I mean, it's the classic all all um, all Star Wars villains have villains. I can't. Sp- I can never speak, can I? The um, all Star Wars villains have to have an element of Vader wannabeness, you know, especially if they're set after the original trilogy. Like it just it has to yeah, happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it totally it totally makes sense that he's like just gone big for his bones. But what I'd want, what I again, what I'd want to know is how did Moff Gideon get the dark? Excuse me, the dark saber because. That's kind of dropped. Well, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't seen that bit of Clone Wars. So. Well, he's. Well, he's. I've never seen him in Clone Wars, and the dark saber's been held by like a couple of Mandalorians and Darth Maul, and then someone else, and then I was like, "Oh, Darth Maul is so cool." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, there's an, no, no. There's, a, um, there's an excellent um, like uh, duel between uh, Darth Maul and some other guy with the dark saber. That's excellent, um, and that's all I'm to do with up if, Mo- if Moff Gib- Gideon is in Clone Wars. Well. Here's an interesting thing. Well, I don't know. It's so I'm trying to get my head around all of this because the 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 dark saber is tied up with with Mandalore, which means it's also tied up with Darth Maul, who's dead at this. No, he's not dead at this point, is he? He's nearly. He's gonna die because everyone's gonna kill him in Rebels, isn't he? Uh, isn't that what happens? With Darth Maul. Yeah, doesn't Darth Maul get killed by Obi Wan? In... I haven't seen it. Yeah, 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 in Rebels he gets killed by Obi-Wan, I think. Again. But um, I've seen the series, but now, but now I'm hearing that that might be undone in the Kenobi series, so I'll we'll have to oh, see. Oh, crikey. 
<laughs> this is what I mean. Yeah. This is why you don't. I I I love the. This is why I love the idea of them making a Kenobi show, but I don't want them to. No, I, I like. I, I'd love. I'd I do love and I to don't. I do and I don't. You know, do I just want to like just get Ewan McGregor to do something else cool? Like he's great. He doesn't have to be Obi Wan though. Just put him in. Give give him a sword fighting thing with him and Liam Neeson where they have to fight John Wick in the next John Wick film. You know what? Oh, you know what? You know what they haven't done yet in Star Wars that they are probably getting close to doing. What? That's like an into the Star Wars verse. Because Marvel's oh, no. doing it. Oh no! Oh please! Doing I will it. literally. I will quit. I will quit it? if they do that. I'm. I'm going to quit Star Wars <laughs> if they do that. It's not what it's about. I, Go I away. Agree, but there's already overlapping canon all over the shop. Mm. Like it's it might it. they might end up doing. It. Oh, we're going into the book verse that uh, <laughs> Disney. Made uncanon. <laughs> hey, you know what? And upset people. <laughs> you know what? I actually, um, I won't, I won't actually like spoil this for you. But the um, the Lego Star Wars Holiday Christmas Special, uh, which came out on Disney Plus a couple of weeks back, um, yeah, yeah, has a bit of that. Has a bit of in sort of time travelly kind of wibbly, like looking at alternate uh... stuff. No, 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 but it's it's really good because it's just silly Lego Star Wars stuff. So uh, it's okay. fine. No, no, it's. I really. If it's just a joke, it's okay. I would really recommend it, even though it's definitely just for kids. Like, that's kind of a thing. I love Lego Star Wars. Anyway, <laughs> that's kind of a thing. Yeah. Okay, so let's. Um, I feel like we vaguely summarised our thoughts on the series. It's going to bang through. We've definitely waffled really quickly. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah uh, we can get through the episodes just, very quickly. Bang very quickly. Okay, episode one. Marshall. Uh, sorry, the Marshall. Uh, I thought it was very good. That um, it was the first ever extremely cinematic episode. Mm-hmm. Looking, uh, they did the IMAX screen, didn't they? When they were fighting the giant worm, did they? Uh, I thought it was really. Uh, yeah, they went, they went to IMAX. I didn't um, know that. As in, they, they, they went full did screen. The resolution and change. Then they put the black bars. Shit. Yeah. The black. Never yeah. Noticed. Well, I mean, like the black bars. The black bars go away. So the. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um. So yeah, no, I thought I thought it was a really good episode. I didn't like it as much as other people liked it. Um. I adore it. Very good. I thought it was fantastic. Oh, it's very good. The, arse. The, the intro scene is amazing with the fight in the bar and the way it develops and the the, the whole the setup, like and uh, an execution of just of killing the beast is sort of like the principle of the sanctuary episode, but done like. Well, and I liked sanctuary sanctuary episode, but this was done way better. It's sanctuary it episode, incredible. episode two, and it was it was great. It was a great like kickoff, especially to introduce the Boba Fett armor and. Um, yeah, so much, and the the massive shadow of the Colossus oh, yeah. beast. It it, you know. it was awesome, but I did find the middle a bit boring. It's, yeah, so uh, I didn't. That's why I, I get. I I gave that episode an eight out of ten. Okay, I'd give it like a seven. Okay, uh, like a low seven. Episode two um, is going to be the other way around, I suspect. Oh, I'd give that like a high seven. Okay, I give that a mid to seven. Like, to be fair, I literally loved that to pieces. That was that was my fourth favorite of the series. It's the perfect representation of what made series one amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like it's, a, it's a great nod to that. Um, it's just quality. It's quality weird Star Wars. Yeah. Um, episode um, three, the Uh Yeah, I would give that a five. Ooh. I think it was seriously average. I've given that a um, high six because okay, his action cool. scenes are still terrific, and the, the even though I'm annoyed that the finale has has done it bad, it didn't do anything wrong because it introduced the um, the religious zealot elements to it. Um, with the Mandalorians and the uh, the the sort of sort of heist on the ship is really cool. Yeah, it just it just felt like such filler to me. It's only yeah, but like, it's only filler because of the finale. I can't blame this episode for it, and it's still good. It's I still think it's nearly very good. It's just probably not quite okay. that level yet. 
for me. Well, I mean, it's it's out of the sixteen episodes, it's fifteenth place for me. Okay, I, I, I I'm just gonna say now I can't do my, all my rankings right now because there's. That's right. I'll, I'll I'll throw my my rank rank. Uh, Your what? My, I bet you will. My, my what? But I, I, yeah, I'll throw that at you later um, <laughs> off air. So um, okay, and then what's what's after that one? Then? Um, episode um, four, the siege. It's... Yeah, I'd give that like a. That's the film. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed. Fun it's, bit of filler. I guess it is. I really enjoyed it. It didn't <laughs> it was feel really like filler, cool. I agree. It's weird. It feels like it was important to return to those characters, especially um, the the I can't remember her name. Giancarlo Esposito woman. <laughs> you what? Oh yeah, um, the, the the woman. Yes, the uh, the 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 mayor. Yeah, what the, you call yeah. Her? Uh, I it's genuinely forgotten her name. I literally can't remember. She her is name, great, though, but it was good. It was good. I think that was actually important to give her a, a her own kind of adventure episode in order for her to feel worthy for the rest of the yeah, series, and her taking way. on responsibility and sort of yeah, and that's what that was showing. So actually, I do think regime. it was it was important. It was important for her as a character. It was important for her, and it was important for the grand scheme of the whole, you know, Grogu's blood and Snoke and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, it, cool. Now, yeah. now we're at my favorite episode of the Mandalorian, and on that, I am with you. The Jedi with Ahsoka, which is literally amazing. How well shot like is this eight. episode? How oh, okay. beautiful How well is shot? it in every way? <laughs> it's it's literally so well. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's it actually kind of it kind of. I felt like I wasn't watching The Mandalorian for the first five, like five minutes. It was like, am I watching like uh, like a Christopher Nolan's version of The Dark Knight Returns? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's um, it's so much like Dark Knight. Isn't yeah, it? the um, the pred- the Predator scene with her taking them all out, but um, at night with the fog like, and stuff. It was so gothic. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 this is this is one of the Dave Filoni ones, by the way. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Uh, the guy who made, which makes sense because it's his character. Oh, that does make. I mean, yeah, I mean, it yeah, makes, yeah. it's nice that they gave that to him as well because they didn't, they wouldn't have had to, you know. Yeah, well, Dave, Dave Filoni did a lot last series. He he made the um the one you really liked, didn't the he? The uh, the prisoner. Yes. Oh, that was him. My episode. Uh, I love that episode so much. I I, re- I really like the prisoner. I mean, oh no, he didn't direct that one. He was there. Uh, but um, controversially, that's well. actually my thirteenth favorite. What? What well, the prisoner? The yeah, the prisoner will age really well. It will. But I mean, like you know, it's so I, cool. I, this is this is um the thing about the Mandalorian. I only the two episodes I put at the bottom of my list I don't like, and anything else I really like. Mm. Is a really, it's a really, really solid series. Yeah, as a whole. Um, oh, I've subsequent. So yeah, then... Sorry, no, go. I'm. I was going to quickly add about the Jedi. Um, yeah, go on. That I've I learned since then that apparently the um, the lady that she's inter- that Ahsoka's interrogating at the end, she's look she's looking for some yeah. character that's in the Rebels TV show. So I don't. Th- yeah, so yeah. Whether that's, I imagine that's what the Ahsoka show is going to be about if they do it. I've heard. I've heard so. Yeah. But if if that's true, then they are literally that. That's the worst case because they are making a show in between two other shows. That's the Rogue One effect <laughs> where they're going. Here's here's her inclusion of a thing, and here's the thing in the future. Let's fill in that middle gap. Like we know we know exactly where she starts and where she ends, but we need to put something in the middle. The mm-hmm. answer is no. Anyway, sorry. Go what? ahead. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then it's the tragedy, which I would also give an eight. The opposite. And, of the uh, that's my yeah. that's my second favorite. And Lauren episode. It's my second favorite of this series. I don't. I can't. I can't rank all overall, like I said. But oh, okay, cool. Well, I mean, literally, it was just amazing, amazing action, excitement, mm. and uh, this and the Jedi were the episodes where me and my dad were saying, "Right, I'm watching a Star Wars movie now." I'm like, <laughs> I was literally like, it felt like this is when it becomes movie rather than TV. I kind, I kind of agree. Although it's, it was, yeah, it was, it was the perfect blend of introducing elements from from outsider sources as well as internal ones by having. Um, you know, Deadshot 
forgotten her name. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's dead shot that though, for all intents and purposes. Who, who who never ever speaks and has like no character. Her, she is not a good character. Oh, I'd, she exists. I didn't claim she was, but she is a nice inclusion. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, she's a nice inclusion, but she exists. That's I know. I mean. She, in, in, in a way, she might become the next Boba Fett. She's like, in, the, in the next thing, she has to be the one who gets redeemed in some way. And then yeah, she'll have yeah, a sidekick yeah, okay. who then uh, gets their own... She, yeah, it's yeah. Just... She, she will in, in the Boba Fett show, she'll become important. I would, yeah. The scene where Boba yeah. lands in his armour is one of my favourite things I've ever seen in Star Wars. Oh, it's literally amazing. It's incredible to watch. It, when he's... The, the action in that episode is incredible. It's terrific, yeah. Um, and then yeah, then we've got the believer. Yeah, which is un- which unexpected. Also, I like that. Uh, it's it's quite low down on my list. It's twelfth, but I do I would give it like a seven. I do think it's really. This good. was my um, my fourth favorite from this series um, because yeah. it was like I said, a so unexpected turn for like a, what what everyone thought was like a one off character in that with um. Oh, with Bill Bell, yeah, he's much who's, better in this episode. Like he's he's strange. I, I mean, I I really really dislike his dialogue when they're in the car together. I really oh, I thought it was it. terrific. I think it's, I think it's really boring. No, I, like, I beyond beyond. It's like oh, here um, themes. Eat themes, audience. Eat my themes. Okay, so there's a there's a few things that are ever so slightly meta that I of reasons why I li- I really disagree. Um, so f- first of all, I'll quickly I'll get out of the way before I address that. Um, that his scenes in the uh, in the bar with the officer were excellent, and Bill Burr is like a he's a fantastic comedian. Oh yeah, the officer stuff was in, the officer stuff was incredible. I mean, that was very good in Glorious Bastards. Yeah, and but, but really great acting from Bill Burr, which was unexpected because he's never really done that many like difficult band characters. He's usually like a sort of a kind of he's he's very much a normal guy in the world kind of character. Yeah, yeah. which is why that was fantastic, and he had a really nice ending in it as well. So the scene in the car. Um, the reason I really liked it is because of his um, sort of comedic persona, which I understand might seem a bit odd because if you haven't seen him be perform stunt comedian, this might they might seem like an odd thing. I but literally his, can't imagine him being funny in real life. His his so I think the reason it works is the same reason why a lot of the Mandalorian season one is so admirable is because there are characters in it who profess opinions that you don't see in any other grand scale operatic style, you know, which is what the, the Star Wars film, main films are. And so yeah, yeah. Bill Burr's character, who's Mayfeld, is it? Or Flo- May it is Mayfeld, yeah, I, I think. think it is, anyway, so. um, yeah. his whole deal as a, as a comedian is that he's sort of pointing out very random things and tearing very minuscule shit apart from a very kind of, laid back and blokey one-dimensional sort of way and i feel like the fact that he's he the way he's depicted is in in the prisoner is as a character who's very well firstly he's very insecure um and secondly he's kind of you know he's kind of a bit of a bit of the butt of a but of a joke kind of mm-hmm. and yeah. so i think it makes sense of his character to be very kind of um i guess passive aggressive towards other people who are doing it wrong like he's very petty around mandalorian like by taking because the fact that you know the, he teases him about the kids in the first series and then mm-hmm. in this series he's just having a go at him for his helmet and to be fair you say he's blurting out themes but apart from the fact the mandalorians bring it up in the third episode 
isn't actually yeah, he, is one of he isn't the actually he isn't yeah, actually true. forced to answer that question because it's kind of thrown to the wayside because they dismiss him because he's part of the you know the Death Watch people. Yeah. So I think I still I do I can understand why you would be annoyed by it, but I I find his character extremely. It makes a lot of sense to have because he doesn't act like the very operatic, over-dramatized character you expect from a Star Wars thing. Nah. And as a side note, anyone listening, and including you, watch some Bill Burr. He's mm. fantastic, just generally. Bill Burr? I would, yeah. <laughs> I would definitely recommend it. Um, and then, yeah, the... Re- the uh, by the way, I give Believer a high seven. Just... Cool. Yeah, I- I'd give it like a low seven. Okay. <clears throat> and then the, the, the rescue, the last episode. Oh, yeah, that's... Um, I'd give it like a high seven to low eight, and... It's probably a high seven. I, no, I, come on, I can't give it an eight. There's I've, only two episodes I give an eight. I've, I can't give that an eight because it's... I don't know, we found too many problems with it. You can't give anything an eight that has that many problems. Like I think The Jedi and The Tragedy are both excellent classic TV. I think The Rescue has got some classic TV. I think The Rescue... Like, I, I don't know. It's my third favourite episode. Though. I think The Rescue is a solid mid-seven. I think it's mostly amazing, but overall completely overstretched in the pursuit of like fan appeal which as a as a yeah, finale to a tv show that wants to get attention like if i were if i were making the show i'd have definitely done something similar but i yeah, do yeah. think it's 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 a great way to up the finale but i do think but, the writing but they should have relied on they should have relied on what they had rather than the what writing should have been more refined more restrained and more you know actually in keeping with the you know the series for well, me. Well, it makes like I say though, in the Star Wars universe, it makes absolute sense that Luke would collect him. Yeah, I'm not again. But your but but your but your point was why have anyone I don't, collect him? Why look, does it's Star Wars. Die? I don't give a shit about plot holes because they are in every single line of dialogue, every inch of the screen. Uh, but, there is a yeah, plot yeah, hole. Yeah, but I, I'm 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 saying it's not even a plot hole. No, I know. I don't, I'm, I'm saying this is my point. I don't think plot hole or not plot hole doesn't matter. What matters is whether it narratively. You know, is satisfying, and it narratively makes it yeah, can make yeah. sense. Let's, you know, you can make a whole film of stuff that makes perfect sense. Doesn't mean it's going to be good. You know, it's still yeah, going to be yeah. narratively, you know, satisfying. And mm-hmm. you know, Grogu saying goodbye was nice. And I, again, I, I didn't, I didn't. It's weird. I felt like I, I, I thought I, I was sad. I thought the emotion of sadness, but I didn't feel it. I don't know whether that's just me being a little bit cold. I, t- I, I tend know. to cry quite a lot in movies, though, so I don't know if it's true. It's always harder to cry at TV, and I don't know why. Well, there's there's less build-up. I think it's because the emotion there's less build-up. It's not as focused. You, you're not as emotionally focused a lot of the time. Well, here's the funny thing. Actually, it's something that again is is great about the Mandalorian is that it it acts a lot more like a like typically speaking like a UK show because it's not very long and the series aren't very long. Yeah, which I and love. Something that's great about that is that it forces the writers, and it, it's always a all creative works are improved by, you know, intense restriction. <laughs> and so it means that, you know, lots of fairly important plot points happen very quickly, which forces the writers to to, to get them done right and concise. And that's yeah, something yeah. that's done overall really nicely in Mandalorian. Like there's no there's no dwelling on particular like that 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 scene with with uh <laughs> Gideon in the prison cell in a film would have lasted like ten minutes. It lasts. It lasts like two minutes in the TV show, and it doesn't. It wouldn't need to be any longer than that because literally everything gets conveyed perfectly in it before everything it's kicks a, off. It's a great. It's a great scene. However, yeah, and this and this exact same thing happened in the first series again, where the fact that it has, 
it only it only loses when it has to try and conclude. Like it's way harder as a TV show to conclude in sh- a short amount of time, especially for a show like this, which has had a first series of being very low key and then had a second series of just losing its shit. So it's like it's that's a that's a tough you know order to try and tie yeah. that up well. Exactly, and I don't like hate it for for its mistakes. I just I, they're sort of hiding an identity crisis, aren't they? <laughs> Absolutely, because but they're, 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 they're hiding it. Well, this is the thing it, it it had the it had the advantages of being niche in the first series because you know not everyone was interested, so they could kind of push the boundary a bit. Whereas now it has a lot of attention, probably because of Baby Yoda, you know, because it Baby is awesome. Oh, no, 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 I'm not again. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but, but, but as a as an unexpected, unfortunate result of that, they have had to. They've been kind of forced, and I imagine pushed in no insignificant amount by Disney to go for the kind of the, a bit more fan appeal, to go a little bit more broad, a little bit more big, a little bit more like, oh, this is proper Star Wars, guys, come over here. Um, which they did do and it has definitely got me more excited I mean it's it's done the job I just wonder if it's ever so slightly at the detriment to its you know but we we don't know yet because I think we need to see how the other shows go you know that Cassian show could be amazing (laughs) that's the thing you don't know yet it won't hey yeah it won't be I'm not even convinced the Boba Fett you haven't seen it yet Uh, no it won't be (laughs) you're saying that you don't know Hey, he's not a good main character, but you know that's what I mean. I don't know. Well, he might. Well, he might. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Christ, I don't know. I don't that's know. why he's the, good to be in someone got... else's show. Yeah, yeah, he's a perfect second secondary character because mm. he's quiet and you, you don't want to have any emotional attachment to him apart from oh wow, you're really cool. You know yeah. what I mean? If Darth Maul becomes that's... a main character, it's like oh okay. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's literally the same. And I mean, there it's are very much the same. Yeah, there's so many Star Wars characters who exist to be awesome, and that's fine. Well, and the, and that's what I mean. So like, obviously, Darth Maul's inclusion in the in Solo was entirely was like it was just like oh here's Darth Maul. Oh, I tell here's, you what, his, that, that here's is, his lightsaber. It's like okay, that is whatever. very much um, <laughs> that is very much again putting him at the end of your film uh, to a smaller degree. Yeah, to beef it up a little bit. <laughs> A Rogue One or Mandalorian or um, a Jedi Fallen Order moment mm. where you put, you know, recognisable face at the end and, you know, everyone goes nuts, especially me because I love Darth Maul. He's on my house key. Oh, so, that would be um, funnier if it, if it wasn't about that that's true. Yeah. Um, I, I really want double-sided house keys. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so basically let's, let's wrap really up, Really confuse the muggers. Um, what do you what do you reckon then? Mandalorian series two out of ten. Well, so the first series we gave well, you I give it like a, you gave it as a mid seven. I initially gave it a high seven, but I've over time mellowed to your to your side of thinking. I now think it's like a mid seven. The first series. Well, yeah, I, I I rewatched it and it was not as good on a rewatch at all. It was still I really good. Think, I it found was it not, was exactly it as wasn't, good. I just it wasn't, re- re-evaluated what my what my sort of opinions meant. Fair enough. I think it's just a very cuddly TV show, isn't it? The first series. It's very slow and small and easy. Did you rewatch no. it after having watched series two? No, I rewatched okay. it. Okay. That is surprising because I, I actually and don't... I didn't I didn't like it as much. I just found it I still really like I still right, I still thought it was a seven, but on a personal level I thought, right, I'm never gonna watch this again. Like I literally will never watch Mandalorian series one again. I, I know that is a I fact. absolutely definitely will. Um, yeah, because I think it's really like it's, it was. I think as a, as a moment in like LucasArts Star Wars history generally, it's an extremely mm. important like sort of step. Oh yeah, yeah. most important yeah, one of this decade 
or well the 2010s yeah, and the last no, decade but yeah it is it, it was more important than the, the um as much as i love the sequels was. it was this was a bigger deal in that respect in terms of the direction was, of the franchise hey i like the mandalorian probably more than the sequel trilogy i i oof. i mean i like it more than some of it but some of it i don't if I, was, if, I don't like if it I was allowed to just take the, the last Jedi on its own, hey, that's like above if all I was, of those things. But then, if I was allowed to just take the best scenes of Secret Trilogy, it would smash the Mandalorian. If I could take but, the, just the last Jedi out, it would be better than all the Mandalorian. But then, because it's all part of a cohesive thing, I kind of it's a little bit probably a little bit below. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. as a result of that, um, I would give. Why don't you say what you give series two first? Because I've been talking way too much. Okay. Very tough. Very tough. Ooh. Um, well, I'll answer them. <laughs> I would give it. It's between a high seven and a low eight. Uh, I probably do. I think it's a classic. I don't know. This is literally time will tell. Um, I think. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. What 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 are you going to say? And I can just do whatever you do. <laughs> <Did I? laughs> I'm joking. I mean, you uh, won't that, be able to. I mean, like, I give it. Did you agree with my high seven to I low give eight? It an exceptionally high seven. So you don't think it's an excellent classic? Not quite, because I think it. I, I think I, I think it stumbles it's, at the end. I, it does a little. Yeah, it, has, I, it does. There's a little it? bit of a sort of like a ooh, wobble. It doesn't fall over completely, but it sort of does a little well, bit of a yeah. ooh, jazz hands. If I was, if I was to average my episodes, it would come out as like a really, really, really high seven. Yes, yeah, I think I, I'd give all. I'd give two episodes an eight. I'd give every other episode a seven, apart from one of them, which I'd give a five. So I mean, yeah, that's like a seven, this, isn't it? This is definitely a case of this series is exactly as good, no better, no worse than the sum of its parts. Like almost yeah, all of its, its themes are like done well, but not all of them, and so like nothing is massively taken away by nothing before, but it doesn't feel that much better as a finished unit. It's just like a very great sort of run of episodes, all doing a nice thing. Yeah. So it is, Who's your favorite character? Favorite character. Well, yeah, is Din Jared, the main character, he's great. Is that his name? Not um, not Boba Fett or the Frog Lady. Oh my! F- in terms of like f- fanboying, yeah. Every time Boba Fett said anything, I was giddy. <laughs> I was yeah. exceptionally the fact that he didn't win that tiny little fight with the uh, the other Mandalorian in the bar made me very upset in a good way. Yeah, because <laughs> I love the fact that I was so rooting for him, and I was like, "Why am I rooting for this guy? I don't understand." It's yeah, literally just because I like his voice. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. I was so happy that he's no longer a doofus, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I so probably probably Boba Fett, but all, but actually, in terms of performances, I can't think Gideon. I think Gideon like really kills he, it. He's quality. I like he's I like really, Grogu. He's awesome. <laughs> you, I mean, he's very cute. Sure. There's been a lot. There's been a lot of great um, characters this series. Yeah, like, probably. I mean. Because it's got all the ones from series one, apart from one of the best ones, Quill, and then it's like, yeah, they, they, there wasn't really yeah. an equivalent character in this. To be fair, it was more awesome over considered, which is just, I mean, a general thing. I think yeah. Bob was also nice because he had he had the most in going for him in terms of like you know addressing previous events and how they tie into nowadays, especially. And we don't even talk about the fact that they've confirmed that Django Fett was was technically a Mandalorian. Which yeah, is something that loads of really people cool. have talked about for ages because there there are bits yeah, in the Clone Wars where they talk about how they hate Jango Fett for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's and yeah. that's and that's interesting. So yeah, I think that's why, and that's probably the main reason why I think the Boba Fett show might be better than some of the other spin-offs that are going on. But I'm not putting money on it just to put it out there. No. <laughs> I'm not. It yeah, could yeah. it could be 
just boring. It may well be. The best thing they could do is make it like John Wick. Oh, so like Boba Fett becomes like the high table. Yeah. See, if if they if for me it's if, as long as Boba Fett is actually the main action person. Yeah. Because he get he like I say after the after the uh, the tragedy he doesn't get a lot of. He only he gets a few great token moments, and I I'm not you know it's contrary to what I said before. I don't I don't actually think they should have put him in that much more. To be fair, I've kind of changed my mind no. over the course of our conversation on that. Um, no, they, I think they, I literally think he was handled yeah, perfectly. But if he's going to have his own show, it needs to be. Is, can, can they get Robert Rodriguez to make the entire thing? Oh, hundred percent. That would be I, awesome. I love that you're rooting for this guy. You, you hate him as a director. I hate the sec. I hate the second half of From Dusk Till Dawn. That's it. That's the only thing I know him for. Uh, you should watch uh, Sin City. That, it's that, one of, that film is Sin City shit. is one of the best films ever made. It's not. I will watch Sin City. Films. I will watch it. Sin City is literally awesome. Yeah, yeah. But like you know, um, you, you said, in, in no point in the tragedy does anyone you know drink liquor off someone's someone's foot or start dancing with a snake. So I don't really see where the connection is here. You know, <laughs> no just, one turns. He's in, just the most. He's just the most nutty. Director no one turns ever. into a vampire and starts playing a flute that's made out of a spleen. You know. Yeah, yeah. Good so I feel like maybe they, maybe they took Robert Rodriguez, maybe they took away his you know ketamine supply for the day. <laughs> yeah, less like Shark Boy and Lava Girl, please, Robert. <laughs> All right, that's what I mean. He's just absolute nutter. I love oh, it. He just makes things. He, he does what he wants. Hey, and I, and I respect that. Very quick question: In the next series of Mandalorian, yeah. if you could have one director come oh, back to do an episode. I like this I'll come back. No, no, sorry. One new in? director brought in, sorry, to do okay. to do something. Um, right, they haven't minute. already, obviously. Give me a minute. Have you got an answer? To I mean, it? I don't you necessarily can't. because I just I would obviously just say my favorite director Edgar Wright because I feel like I, mean, I don't think that would work. I think it absolutely could. I don't think he could tell a serious story. That's no, he quite no, you're wrong. I tell you what, I'd be I, to be fair, I am wrong because he handles serious things really well in World's End. Yeah, they're just done in a like very playful way. So, yeah, yeah. true. So okay, so you're going? Are you actually going with Edgar? I don't know. Actually, uh, to be fair, if you think about what the Mandalorian's greatest strength was in the first series, was its very cynical view of the world. And who's who's the most cynical director? David Fincher, arguably. Yeah, oh my goodness. So I feel like Fincher did this. Oh, Fincher would be <laughs> Fincher would be so cynical, it'd be great. <laughs> I I tell you what I wanna see. I wanna see um Oh, okay. I've actually got these two choices are really obvious. These aren't like clever well, mine were a bit, film to be choices. Fair. <laughs> so but it'd be really interesting. Okay, I've got three I'd really wanna see. Oh Christ, okay. <laughs> so I I'd really wanna see Scorsese do like a Jabba's Palace thing. I knew you I actually I knew you say that and I agree with you. If you did a bot like a Boba Fett thing where it becomes yeah, a crime syndicate, be awesome. that would be that'd, that'd be, be literally great. awesome. He wouldn't do um, it because he I hates think... Disney. Oh, does he? Yeah, of course yeah. he <laughs> I'd I'd also find it really interesting to see Steven Spielberg do it because obviously he made he worked for George Lucas so much and George Lucas informed so much of Spielberg's career and obviously they made Indiana Jones together. Mm. So I'd be quite interested just to see Spielberg. I, I'd just want to see if it was like, you know how J.J. Abrams made Can it? Can Spielberg do Wars? a TV show though? I don't know. I'd be interested. Like, this is what he, I mean. Would he work inter- for the TV I show? Would, I would just, I don't know. I'd just be interested. <laughs> and the other person I'd really, is the person I'd really want to see is, um, I'd really want to see Guillermo del Toro do one. Oh, because like, he'd just make the, it, it all, would all entirely monster be monsters design, and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's what I like. I've really liked in Mandalorian. That's your best the, shout. The second episode of it. 
I, I think Del Toro is probably the most realistic one of the list we've said because he actually, I think he is making, he has made some kind of Disney-ish stuff, hasn't he? Mm. Not made it, but I mean, he's done, he's in that Pinocchio movie, but I don't know if it's for Disney or not. I, I, well, Maybe. I imagine it'll be per- like partly but, licensed by it in the very least. Actually, he'd he'd be perfect because he does fairy tales, doesn't mm. he? And I think the whole idea of fantasy and Star Wars mm. and what it represents, I think he could he could do something really cool with it. Oh, you know, I'm so yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's Go a on. really good shout. And I was, I, I can I take back my Edgar option and replace him with Guy Ritchie because Guy Ritchie would actually. Yeah, oh, I almost better. said Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie, yeah, he Guy would Ritchie do the actiony would kind of better. cool bit much better, especially yeah, as a western. Be, be, be awesome. Yeah, 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 absolutely. If he could bring the sort of uh, the kind of the gentleman slash Sherlock Holmes kind of editing in terms of action and stuff like that to the Mandalorian, that could actually work pretty well. Especially oh, if yeah, it's yeah. going to be focused on almost like you know all Mandalorian cast, pretty much. That mm, could work yeah. out pretty well, potentially. Yeah. So actually, I think Guy, Guy Ritchie and uh, Go On My Daughter yeah. are probably the two best shouts. That that's cool. Bring it on. Sweet. Right. Well, um, Mandalorian what, series two was it the way? Let us know because I don't know we have an email and uh, we have a Twitter page we don't look at. So go on. Now. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I've not um, checked the email in like a month. If, I mean, I will. Oh, I checked it. I checked it the other day for a laugh. Um, we, it's just Twitter telling us why the fuck aren't you posting? Yeah, it's a lot of outstanding <laughs> things asking us for stuff. I don't really know. Um, oh no. Yeah, yeah, and that, and that guy asking about your subscription to uh, you know those razors you can get and that that um, <laughs> that, uh, that 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 can well, get Harry's. in any corner of your face really nicely. And there's another guy, <laughs> Harry's razor, nice. And there's also um, someone asking about these ni- nice uh, sponsorship for neat little wallets uh, that are very small. <laughs> Sorry, Skillshare have been up my ass for fucking ages, man. <laughs> Honestly, I've gotten I've gotten so many freebies from HelloFresh that they are actually starting to like have a go at me. Really? Yeah. It's terrible. Um Yeah. Um well literally, meet Jenna. <laughs> Jenna's looking for landscape gardeners. I don't know why you're doing this. I put I put the outro on at the end. I don't do it now because I always forget what it is. I can't remember oh, what right, any of that right. stuff is. Okay, yeah, this party's over. Thank you for listening to Outer Ten, or at least being in the vicinity of a device which happens to be playing it. If you've struggled through to the end, you've either skipped through the podcast, in which case, shame on you, or you actually enjoyed it somehow. If so, we'd love to hear your thoughts on lists we should make or reviews we should do for any film, TV show, album or game you want. Just make sure it's not boring. You can find us on Twitter at outer underscore one zero or send us an email to outer10podcast at gmail.com, all one word. And all complaints may be sent to us via your nearest recycle bin. See you soon.